When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Andy Rampernard, Mike Molina, and Doug Sprinthal. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Hi, Tom. Hi, Doug. (laughs) How did you like that? That's the whole commercial? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can just take us out right now. <laughs> Great. No, I just I'm thought sure I'd do Paul something different. I mean, Andrew would love that. It's how you get people to pay attention. If you do the same old car stuff, people just tune that right out, and they don't listen to what you have to say. So that's why I did that. Anyway, um, we've got our specials for the month posted. We're starting to get into the 2018 uh, special season. The 17s are gone, so there's some great deals on 18s. You can find them all on uh, walzer.com. Hit the specials page. CRVs, are, you can now sign and drive lease those for $369 a month. If you've been getting stuck the last uh, couple of weeks, you might want to check those out. Civics are down to $239 a month. There again, there's their sign and drives. There's about 80 specials here, and I'm not going to sit and read them, but you get the idea. So if you're in the market for a new car, go to walzer.com, hit specials, and check all the deals out. Bye, Tom. Walzer Automotive. Oh, you had to trample me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, way to go. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I know. Great guests in the first couple hours. I like both women. They, they did a great job explaining... And I did not know uh, that Maggie wrote a book on sexual harassment. Because I don't read the bios in advance. I like to have a natural reaction to anything I read. I don't read news stories in advance. I don't, I don't read anything in advance. Because you can always tell on television and on the radio, why I see today that someone lost a limb. How shocking. You know, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, I know, it's terrible. Don't try to act. It's a bad idea. Don't act. It's a, but I like to have a natural reaction. So I did not know that that Maggie had written a book about uh, sexual harassment. Nineteen ninety one. I mean, well, she goes all the way back twenty seven years ago. Her book about sexual harassment in public. And, uh, and then Sheila was just terrific. You know, I, I, you don't run into many people. Sheila Collins. You don't run into many people who list their occupation as uh, grief counselor, comedian. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Oh, God. She's listed as a grief counselor and a comedian. You don't see that very often. But that's just me. You want to be cheered up a little bit. Maybe this might disgust you. It might cheer you up. It cheers me up because he was such a decent guy. I never had him on the show. Never met him, but I used to love watching him when the kids were little. It's a beautiful day in the postal neighborhood. The U.S. Postal Service plans to issue a new stamp featuring Mr. Rogers, the children's television host known for his zip-up, cardigan, sneakers, and soothing manner. The forever stamp will be unveiled March 23rd at WQED's Fred Rogers Studio in Oakland, the same Pittsburgh public television station where Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was produced. The AP and Pittsburgh Post-Gazette report the stamp features Fred Rogers and the Royal Puppet King Friday the 13th. Get it? King Friday the 13th. Come on! Yeah. Show me some support. Uh, Rogers, who grew up in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Who else grew up in Latrobe, Pennsylvania? Rolling Rock Beer. And Rocco. Rolling Rock Beer and... Rocco Mediate? Not Rocco. He grew up in Pittsburgh. Oh. Arnold Palmer. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yep. Knew it was a golfer. See? Uh, Rogers, who grew up in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, produced, wrote, and hosted Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood for more than 30 years. He died in 2003. He was only 74 when he died, but he battled stomach cancer. That was the problem. His message remained a simple one throughout the years, telling his viewers to love themselves and others. The stamp also marks the show's 50th anniversary. It first aired on February 19, 1968. The March 23rd event is free to the public and can be viewed live on the USPS Facebook page. Also slated to receive a forever stamp in 2018 per the morning call, singer and civil rights activist Lena Horn. Astronaut Sally Ride and John Lennon will be on a U.S. postage stamp. Wow. What do you think of that? He ain't That's even American. Cool. Did, they, did they ever put Winston Churchill on a, on a USPS stamp? I doubt it. I would bet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If they, yeah, probably not. Have you guys seen Darkest Hour, by I the way? I did. I thought uh, Gary Oldham is just unbelievably gifted as an actor. Amazing. All right, yeah. 1965. Ah, see? Yeah. In fact, you can buy them mint for 50 cents, so I guess they made a lot. You can buy them mint? Yes. For 50 cents? Aren't they only 49 cents anyway? They're 5 cents. They're probably 5. Yeah, they're well, 1965. I, mean, yeah. I mean, a stamp now is 49 cents, isn't it? Around there. But I don't think you can use older stamps, can you? Sure you can. Yeah? Yep. You'd have to so put, I guess a stamp's real value put, is just whatever the price of a stamp is at the moment? Yep, that's right. Hmm. Well, why do they have? Why do they call them forever stamps then? Because I thought they well, that, couldn't use yeah, that stamps. Yeah, that is. A, you can use forever stamp. That's the way that they fund the post office ahead of time. So if you buy oh, yeah, okay. fifty dollars yeah. worth of stamps, that stamp will always be able to uh, be used yeah. to mail a letter, regardless of the current price of stamps. Mm-hmm. See, but I yeah, thought that's that, what I did. Is I bought a well, that's not I extended. A whole bunch of stamps when I was when it was like forty three cents or something. Mm. So, Mike there has, you go. Mike has all some money information. Well, no, because also I, I was talking not I, stamps. Yeah, it's uh, you know whatever you buy them at, they're forever. But packaging, if you buy a prepackaged envelope, if you're sending mail, figured this out or ran into this problem a couple weeks ago. They're prepaid. There's like 25 of them. So you think I don't have to pay anything, right? You drop them off, simple as that. Well, the rates went up, so they went up by a nickel. So now I have to stand in the line, if there is a line, that's, and pay a nickel stupid. on top of the prepaid. I already paid. Being for- a drug dealer is tough. Work. It's harder <laughs> than a lot of people think. There's postal rates. There's packaging. Uh, you got the FBI. It's tough. Well. You know, when for a living, you read a lot of uh, news copy. And as I said, I don't pre-read any stories at all. So what I do is just scroll stories. During the morning show, John Lastman produces that show so he brings up stories on the screen that i've never seen before and i just as i said i do it because i want a natural reaction to all all the stories but what happens when you scroll through the uh, news stories yourself looking for interesting subjects and just you know and i find it's a much fresher show too when you you didn't plan out every story you're going to tell uh you find news stories and go oh this is fascinating But then when you do that, you also run across headlines like this one. Celebrities who are fall-down drunks. (laughs) Nice story title. You think that might be clickbait? (laughs) Yeah, you think that might be clickbait? Uh, Let me just see what the deal is here. Uh, Well, is that picture of the attractive woman still uh, a top read, even though it's been up there for months? 
You know, I, I haven't looked. That picture of the attractive woman with the huge breasts, yeah. you mean that one? Yeah. I think it, I think it still is, yes. <laughs> oh, this is cold. Celebs that are fall-down drunks. Like most people, celebs just want to have a good time and cut loose after a hard day's work. It's part of the human experience. But when the average person has a few too many drinks, the most they have to deal with is a bad hangover and maybe explaining some awkward texts. It's pretty unlikely there will be a viral video of them at their worst, which is definitely not the case when you're famous. Celebrities also don't have the luxury of dealing with alcoholism in private. And that's led to some unfortunate pop culture moments that have sidelined the careers of even Hollywood's biggest stars. Some of the bigger names in Hollywood who have become known for their propensity to be fall-down drunks and their ability to handle it or not handle Yeah, who do you think the first one up is? First one. You'd know if you thought about this for two seconds. All of them. Charlie, Charlie Sheen. I, I know there's a huge list. Ooh, I of bet you Charlie's going to be on here. Kelsey Grammer. Shia LaBeouf is number oh. one. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, he's insane. Number two's a given to. This one's just a, this is a this is a punt, no question about Jimmy it. Jimmy Fallon. Mel Gibson. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who were you going to say? I said Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. You think Jimmy Fallon's a booze hound? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard that, yeah. Yep. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Because the yep. first two are people who have like obvious bipolar disorder. There was That's that whole thing when he uh, they're self-treating it. When he messed up his finger, it was you know put out there in the oh, media that yeah. was an accident, but it sounded like drunken shenanigans. It's gravity. Oh, you're yep. yeah, you're right. Now this one I didn't know until yesterday, and the only reason I found out about it yesterday is she was on an airplane. On Sunday, I think it was, before or during the Super Bowl, and she went up and grabbed the mic at the front of the plane yep. and said, This is not the pilot. This is Jennifer Lawrence. Fly, Eagles, fly. So I'm going, She's hammered. Well, she just show up, showed up on the fall down drunks list. Did you see that clip this of Kevin cool. Hart at the Super Bowl? Oh yes, he was he hammered. trying to get up on stage for the. Well, he got grabbed the, the mic trophy. and dropped the f bomb. Wow, <laughs> he did drop yeah. the f bomb. That's very, very true. There's no question. Um, this guy, not a, not a tough guess either, since he ate a hamburger off the carpet of his hotel room floor <laughs> when his kids were there. Oh yeah, uh, David Hasselhoff. Fall down drunk. Oh, I think he's been a drunk for a, a while. Well, Johnny Depp's on the list. That's not not the. He's he's an unabashed drunk. So, do you think he's actually flat broke? They claim that he has no. spent over three hundred million dollars. There's no way. I mean, like, yeah. How could? What could you even buy? A lot of stuff, man. Well, he does have tattooed wine or forever. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, but I mean, that's a lot of wine. Three hundred million dollars. Yeah, it is a lot of wine. It's true. I didn't know this one either. Christina Aguilera. Apparently, she's a fall-down drunk. Charlie Sheen. There, there he is, Doug. Yeah. Your first guess. Charlie Sheen. It's kind of a one-foot putt. Yeah. Why don't they have any local people on here? What? Mm. They should have some local people on here on the fall-down drunks list. Well, Minnesotans? Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't have that many to begin with. Cindy I Bricado? Mean, like, celebrities. Cindy Bricado. Okay. It's like we have like what two celebrities that everyone knows. That's true. Prince and Bob Prin- Dylan. Prince was an opiate addict, so there's he that. Was. And then Bob Dylan. I don't know. I don't. Th- Bob Dylan keeps his life fairly private. He's pretty nuts. I know that. He is a weirdo. That's for sure. Josh Brolin apparently is a fall down drunk. I didn't know yeah, that. And by the way, I'm just calling them fall down drunks because that's what they're being called in the article. So I'm just here to tell you. I do not recognize Josh Brolin. Yeah, you. He's you in a lot of movies. He's picture. James Brolin's. Right. No, I, I'm looking at him. Really, you don't know? He looks like, I don't know, a suburb dad. Lindsay Lohan? Did you know Lindsay Lohan was a drunk? <laughs> yeah. Really? I think I did. <laughs> there are no surprises here, are there? Except I think she's like, isn't she like in a psychiatric care or something? Uh, sometimes she is, yeah. Something, yeah. Something weird happened to her recently. Well, this next one, you talk about a one-foot putt. He's Canadian. Kiefer Sutherland. Of course he's a drunk. Come on. I wouldn't have guessed that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's had a lot of trouble with being hammered and saying things in public he shouldn't say. Hmm. Uh, I don't know about this fall-down drunk thing. There was one time when they caught uh, Reese Witherspoon mouthing off to cops, and she was hammered. But I don't know if she's hammered all the time, or maybe she is. Maybe that's true. 
I, 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 I just, you know, I just find it interesting that you run across titles like, these people are fall-down drunks. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for all your help. And I suppose because they're, they're famous, there's nothing they can do about it. No, right? probably not. I mean, what are you going to do, prove that you're not? How could you prove you're not a fall-down drunk? I guess you really can't. You can't. You can't prove that you're not, right? Right. Oh, it is kind of an odd thing. Know. Well, most of those people, are probably, I think they've, most of them that you named have been through treatment a few times. Mm, I think you're right about that, too. Uh, this is a very sad story, as a matter of fact. After 71 days and more than 900 miles, British explorer Henry Worsley finally made the agonizing decision to end his epic journey through the Antarctic Arctic, uh, in early 2016. The decision, however, came too late, and the 55-year-old died of organ failure after being airlifted oh, out. Oh, no. Incredibly, he was just 30 miles short of his goal of becoming the first person to cross the Antarctic alone and unaided. Well, there's a reason no one's done it before. Yeah, well, they still haven't done it because yeah, he's dead. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty sad, though, don't you think? I'm, I, th- I have a feeling he knew that the odds of not living were pretty high. Explorer turned back, but decision came too late. Uh, now the New Yorker provides a lengthy and fascinating look at his life and his death with excerpts from his diary showing just how brutal a toll the expedition had been on taking on his body. Eventually, those entries became a litany of suffering, writes Dave, David Gran. Worsley had lost more than 40 pounds. His stomach hurt constantly. Later, doctors would say he developed bacterial peritonitis. What is it? What is arterial or bacterial peritonitis? It's basically just an infection of the stomach lining. So it gives you the the runs. Is that what we're talking about? No, I th- it's more like ulcers, that kind of thing. Uh, frostbite had taken the tip of one finger. Storm after storm punished him. Still, he pressed on, murmuring a mantra: "Always a little further." He kept saying, "Always a little further," from a poem, and asking himself, "What would shacks do?" In times of trouble, referring to his Antarctic hero, the late explorer Ernest Shackleton. And not the, Shaquille uh, O'Neal for you younger listeners. Not Sha- <laughs> what would Shaq do? His mantra was, make me like Mike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, in any case, the story recounts how his wife, Joanna, wrote the phrase, come back to me safely, my darling. Yeah, don't do this if you have a wife, and yeah. especially if you have a wife and kids. Unless you hate her. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you, he, you know for sure that there's at least a fairly high chance that you're going to die. So that's kind of a selfish thing to do, I think. Isn't that terrible? What if, <laughs> where's your husband? Well, he's in the Antarctic. Why? Well, he hated us. That's why. <laughs> Going for a walk. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Just, you're evil, Doug. You, see, look at what you do. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're the one that this, read the story. Horrible spin. Well, I was just trying to praise a man and honor him, but then you turned it dark. Can we play the tape back? <laughs> yeah, let's play it back and see what happened. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back. We'll schmooze. Doug Sprinthal's here. Mike Molina, Andy. All the women bailed again like they usually do. Typical of a third hour. That work week of four hours is just too long. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. 
That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. He drinks a whiskey drink, he drinks a vodka drink, he drinks a lager drink, he drinks a cider drink. He sings the songs that remind him of the good times, he sings the songs that remind him of the better times. I love that song. I don't know why I love that song, but I do love that song. Who is that again? It's uh, Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba, that's right. Top of something. Tumba Woman is tub thumping? That's well that's what the song's called. Yes, tub thumping. It's the worst name. What does tub thumping even mean? I don't know. Being drunker than hell, apparently. <laughs> I get knocked down, but I get up again. Um all of you, the three of you, give me your take on Jim Carrey. Good actor, weirdo. I just Weird. saw the first episodes of uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, and he was one of the first ones. Yeah. And he is he's out there, but I mean, the guy's yeah, undeni- undeniably talented. I mean, he's got a really fast mind. A great, he's a great physical comedian. You know, it's he's just a weird cat. He is. There's no getting around it. Molina, what do you think? Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, obviously very, very talented. He's kind of fallen off the rails as of late. But, man, uh, back I, – I don't know about Andy, but uh, – you know, childhood memories of movies coming out in the mid to late 90s, and he was at the top. And um, nobody else could have played oh, yeah, Ace he, Ventura or The yeah, Mask. So, I mean, nobody yeah, could do like, that. Like, dumb and no, dumber. that's true. Just, <laughs> yeah, for the longest time, he was, like, every comedy movie. Yep. Yeah, every big comedy movie. Yeah. Like you said, um, Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura 2, obviously. Dumb and dumber. The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. Liar, um, liar. He was in Liar, Liar. Bruce he was Almighty. In, um, yeah. What? There was another one. I did like Maybe him in uh, with Kate Winslet in oh. uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or whatever it was called. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a comedy. But. And then he was in the Truman Show, yep. which is like half comedy. Well, here's the problem with Uh-oh. the Internet. The problem with the Internet is this. You get to know your celebrity favorites far too well, and it's never good. Oh, I've known he's insane for a long time. He is crazy. Mark Zuckerberg is not going to like Jim Carrey's latest remarks. The actor says he's getting rid of his Facebook shares and deleting his page, and he wants other people to follow suit, CNBC reports. I'm dumping my at Facebook stock and deleting my page because at Facebook profited from Russian interference in our elections, and they're still not doing enough to stop it, Carrey tweeted on Tuesday. I encourage all other investors who care about our future to do the same. The same message with a drawing of Zuckerberg with a dislike button logo was posted on Carrie's Facebook page. Jim, you're Canadian. Yeah, you're Canadian. Settle down. Yeah, our election. Our elections. What are you talking about, our elections? Trudeau? Are you talking about him? He's not an American citizen, is he, Jim Carrey? He might, I don't know. He might That's a good be, question. He was born in Canada. I doubt it. He, oh, he's definitely from Canada, but I don't think he's a United States citizen. Let's see. I do not know. Oh, no, he did. He became an American citizen uh, 14 years ago. Oh, there you go. Kerry, who grew up in Canada, became an American citizen in 2004, tells Business Insider that he wants other activist investors. See, just saying activist investors, I hate you now. Activist investors. To press for responsible oversight of social media because the world needs capitalism and with a conscience. For a long time, America enjoyed a geographical advantage in the world with oceans on both sides to protect it, he says. Now social media has created cyber bridges over which those who do not have our best interest in mind can cross, and we are allowing it. No wall is going to protect us from that. We must encourage more oversight by the owners of these social media platforms. There has been no comment yet from Mark Zuckerberg or Facebook. I think when they invented so, the intercontinental ballistic missile was probably when the oceans shrank yeah. away. Not so much Facebook. Calm down. Not so, not so much Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Why are you going to the airport? Think- Flying somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> Flying somewhere? No. No, I'm not. I'm just going to the airport, but I've decided not to fly anywhere. <laughs> fell off the jet bridge yeah. again. <laughs> he has said some very funny... He is a very funny guy, but what a creep. Oh, my God. That whole man in the moon thing is just hideous. That was weird. You know, it he la- just, he launched on. a lot of careers, though. I mean, if he Imagine if he wasn't on uh, Living Color. I don't think that show oh, yeah. would have been a You're tenth right. as popular as it was, and it wouldn't... Brought all those people along with him. <laughs> no, that was that show was all about him. It's like what. Chris Farley. If with without him, SNL probably would have 
at least ended. Come very close to ending by now. Yeah, that's probably true. There was a lot there, but for a few years there, people tuned in for Chris Farley. Well, that's true, but they don't. I absolutely did. SNL's always had a history of being good and then being horrible and then getting to be good. And I think a lot of fans sort of waited out through the bad years, knowing that they'll discover the next Eddie Murphy or the next Chris Farley or whoever it is. Somebody will come along and just be great. That's true. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, it, it is what it is. I did love Chris Farley, but uh, Jim Carrey's had his moments. There's no question about it. Well, remember, um, his girlfriend died a few years ago. We talked about her on the show, and I think he really went off, yeah, yeah. went off the deep end yeah. there. Well, they tried to blame it on him. Yeah. Is that what did it to him? They tried to blame her death on him, and yeah. that didn't sit too well, apparently. They said he gave her the drugs that killed her, right? Yeah, something like that. And let's not forget, yeah. he was also dating Jenny McCarthy a while back, and she's nuts. Yeah. What do you mean? She's with Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, they were just in town for the Super Bowl. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Jim Carrey's uh, anti-vax because of her. Yeah. He's a what? Anti. He doesn't like vaccinations because that's like what her thing is now is she hates vaccinations. Who, Jenny McCarthy? Yes. That's basically what she's known for now. What's the problem with vaccinations? They cause autism, says them. Well, they've proved several times that they don't. Yeah, but they don't care about that oh they don't care they still it's basically think. like they'll have someone will have a kid with autism and they'll seek something to blame it on because they would rather have something to blame than just admit that you know yeah sometimes you get crap luck and life is like that sometimes so they, so, so they look for something to blame it on um and you know vaccines are like the one thing that has any sort of modicum of uh relevance at all right that's very true all I've ever done is tell the truth, Quincy Jones says in an off-the-wall interview with Vulture. I've got nothing to be scared of, man. Among the self-proclaimed truths about uh, told by the legendary music producer, he dated Ivanka Trump 12 years. I thought he was married to Peggy Lipton. He was for a long time, but I think they got divorced 15 or 20 years ago. But they oh, were They I were married for like 30 years, I think. That's what I thought. For yeah. those of you that don't know those... who Peggy Lipton was, she starred in Mod Squad. She was the woman in Mod Squad. Julie, And for those of you who don't know what Mod Squad is... The TV show. A ridiculous premise where three hippies became cops so they could bust the inner rings of the drug trade. Yeah, it was terrible. It was a terrible show. Uh, In any case, uh, among the self-proclaimed truths told by the legendary music producer, he dated Ivanka Trump 12 years ago. Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen sings and plays just like Hendrix. And everything he's ever done was innovative. The experiences I've had, the 80... He's 84? Wow. Oh, my God. I had no idea he was that Back up to the Paul Allen plays and sings like Hendrix part. What? That's what he says. Wait, he dated Ivanka or Ivana? It says Ivanka. Well, Ivanka, he's... 84. And she's like 25. Ivanka is, yeah, 36. 36. So I don't know about that. So he dated her when she was 24 years old? Yeah. She she would have been 24 and he would have been like, what, 72? Yeah. I don't, uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure that the the brain's starting to soften up a little bit. Mm. Yeah, it says here Microsoft co founder Paul Allen sings and plays just like Hendrix. Okay. I'm not buying it. He probably got free stock for that. Yeah. You almost can't believe it. Here's what Jones had to say on the Trumps, rock music, Hillary Clinton, uh, and all kinds of other stuff. Um, On Michael Jackson, Michael stole a lot of stuff. He stole a lot of songs. He was a Machiavellian, as Machiavellian as they come. He was greedy, man. Well, didn't Quincy Jones produce Thriller? I I think he did. I thought those kids got along. Apparently not. Oh, God, this guy, what a prick. Oh, God, what a jerk. On Hillary Clinton, when you keep secrets, they backfire. This is something else I shouldn't be talking about. I know too much, man. On rock music, rock ain't nothing but a white version of rhythm and blues. F. You know, I met Paul McCartney when he was 21. On the Beatles, he says they were the worst musicians in the world. They were no playing effers. Paul was the worst bass player I've ever heard. And Ringo, don't even talk about it. Is there anybody you like, Quincy? Oh, boy. Does, does not seem like it. Anybody you like uh, out there? 
on the state of the United States. We're the worst we've ever been, but that's why we're seeing uh, people try to fix it. Feminism, women are saying that they're not going to take it anymore. Racism, people are fighting it. God is pushing the bad in our face to make people fight back. On President Trump, I used to hang out with him. He's a crazy effer, limited mentally, a megalomaniac, narcissistic. I can't stand him. Somebody better back off the crown royal a little bit, it sounds like. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Exactly, Quincy. Back off the crown royal, buddy. Uh, I used to date Ivanka. She was a, I don't know, it just says expletive. She was a fine F, apparently. (laughs) She had the most beautiful legs I ever saw in my life. Wrong father, though. I'm not buying that she, when she was 24, she was dating you at 72. No, I don't think so. On jazz, people gave it gave it up to chase money. When you go after, is it Chirac vodka? Um, I don't know. I don't know how you say that. Ciroc. None of us know, so it's yeah, whatever vodka. you want. When you go after Chirac vodka and fat, fa- fat farm and all that Shiite, God walks out of the room. I love how he keeps referencing God like he's holy. <laughs> okay, Quincy. I hate everyone, but I love God. On modern pop music, it's just loops, beats, rhymes, and hooks. What is there for me to learn from that? There ain't no good, I don't know, whatever songs. And on Marlon Brando, he could dance his ass off. He was the most charming effer you ever met. He'd F anything, anything. He'd F a mailbox. He's not wrong. He's probably not wrong with Marlon Brando, but, you know, wouldn't you think at 84 you'd want to be happier than that? Yeah, really. Alzheimer's makes people all uh, ornery. And I, you know... You think that's Alzheimer's? Well, considering he's saying things that are almost certainly not true and he hates everyone. <laughs> he hates everyone. That or he's everyone. just a huge jerk. Well, he's always kind of been a huge jerk. Hell of a talent, though. You can't take that away from the guy. Uh, the guy is a hell of a talent. But I, didn't re- I did not know he was 84 years old. Did you have any idea he was that old? Well, you know, every day I'm just amazed how old I am. I look in the mirror and go, "Dad, what are you doing well, there?" That's true. You know, it's just. I do still you look think a lot I'm like 20. Father? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Although my dad right, looks, he go. look, I, he looks a little bit more like Mister Rogers than I do. Or he does. Yep. Hey, Doug, time to get out of bed and go to school. <laughs> get up, go to school. Actually, I look like my father, but only in my eyes. I have my my father's eyes most definitely. But that's it. Uh, as I pointed out to uh, Maggie earlier on the show, Steve Wynn has resigned from his own company. Casino mogul Steve Wynn resigned yesterday as chairman and CEO of Wynn Resorts amid sexual misconduct allegations. In the last couple of weeks, I have found myself the focus of an avalanche of negative publicity. When, uh, he st- and he did call himself the focus, not the victim of. He said the focus of. Is that interesting? Not really, especially for a yeah, blind you, guy. Well, what do you? What's that supposed to be? <laughs> the focus of get it. Anyway. Oh my God! Wait, is he blind? Yeah, yeah. he is. Oh. Well, then, he is how indeed. do you know he wasn't just like looking for the coffee maker? <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, the, this doesn't feel right. The, the handle on the coffee pot has changed. It's, it's squishy. It's much more pliable. It's squishy. I have reached a conclusion I cannot continue to be effective in my current roles. The move follows a Wall Street Journal report that a number of women said Wynn harassed or assaulted them, and that one case led to a $7.5 million settlement with a manicurist who said she was forced to have sex with him. The Las Vegas billionaire has vehemently denied the allegations, which he attributes to a campaign led by his ex-wife. Last month, Wynn resigned as finance chairman of the Republican National Committee. Since 2003, Wynn has contributed nearly $2.4 million to GOP candidates and party organizations around the world, including Nevada Governor Brian Sandoval and 2017 special election winners. Some Republicans in Congress, including Nevada's Dean Heller, have already announced that they are donating contributions they received from Wynn to charity, the AP reports. Wynn also faces investigation by gambling re- regulators in two states. That is not good news. No, that feds will when get you're being for invest- Oh, the Fed! If the feds go after you for gambling abuses, you got major, major problems coming your way. So think about this: you're it's a billionaire, a- and you live in a town that's literally littered with hookers, and you can still wind up that's right harassing chambermaids or whatever. Unbelievable! Yeah, that's a power thing, I think. That's, that's what it right is. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, yeah, that's what Maggie talked about earlier. I don't see power in that. See, I literally learned power is to protect people from that kind of thing. That's right. I, I don't know. That's what I, whatever. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutrimost weight loss plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well, I've started up another round at the new Nutrimost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutrimost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutrimost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutrimost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutrimost Forever Plan, an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutrimost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutrimost Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now, as a matter of fact. And the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win. And they've got the skilled players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. At 763-401-SOLD, the first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Wonder, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think of that? One of my favorites. Like unbelievable. Wonder. Yep. He really is. Wrote wonderful songs. I like the Grace Jones songs. line. Who was, oh, that? was oh, that? Oh, the Grace Jones. Yeah. Oh, God. That was uh, Rick James. <laughs> you know that one, Doug? I, I can't remember. It's something about her uh, hair or hat or something. It was about her hat. She was wearing about a five-foot hat. I mean, swear to God, it stuck out two and a half feet on all sides. So across, it was about five feet wide. And Rick James at the Grammys gets up and he says, Man, Stevie Wonder, you should see the hat that Grace Jones is wearing. That is so cold. I mean, that's just terrible. Good God, Rick. No wonder you died at about 14. How old was Rick James when he died? Oh, he was in his mid-40s, I think. Uh, he, had he, some, was... he had some serious drug problems. He, he was only he 36. He Wait, was... no, not even close. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting... Yeah, there's conflicting results. Yes, uh, 56. He was 56 when he died. Did he die of a drug overdose? Um... Uh, it's looking like it, but let's just... Pulmonary failure, cardiac failure, yes, probably. Probably drugs. Alprazolam, diazepam, bupropion, citalopram, hydrocodone, digoxin. Okay, yeah, he had so much stuff in his system. What is all of that? He died of kale. He uh, ate kale a whole bunch of he had a bunch of benzos. He had meth and coke in his blood. He had some opiates. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, he had hitting, all of the things. He was hitting for cycle. Yeah, I guess so. Hitting for the cycle. Yeah, he basically took everything in uh, an effort to cure. I guess his he because he had diabetes and his heart oh, was messed up. Oh God! Oh God! Well, that's why he died at fifty-six. Yes. So it was the way it is. I read this story earlier today, and I just, I do not believe one word of this story. See if you guys believe these stats, okay? Okay. Here's a spoiler alert on what your coworkers are doing today, uh, watching porn, especially the women. According to a new survey, 85% of women say they watch porn at work. Oh, I 
don't believe that. Is this that. the Larry no. Flint survey? or Yeah. <laughs> At work? I don't know about That's that. That's what they're saying. That 85% of women watch porn at work, and that number seems extraordinarily high. Like, I didn't know 85% of women watch porn, period, let alone at work. And that's why more than the number, that's way more than the number of men watching at work, which clocked in at 59%. Some other results from the survey, 18% of people have been caught watching porn at work, and 28% have caught someone else watching porn at work. 10% 10% watch at least once a day, 4% watch multiple times a day, and 57%. Now, here's a stat. This is men and women together. 57% of people have masturbated while they watched porn at work. What the hell job do you do? <laughs> I hope you Solo astronaut? I guess. The most common places <laughs> in the bathroom... But 16% have done it at their desk, and 15% have done it in an empty office or conference room. Do you believe any of that? No. no. I, I uh, would assume it's, I mean, there's 350 million people in the country. Somebody's done yeah, it. Yeah, it's like but, some. Yeah, but that, I don't know. 85% of women watching porn at work, I don't. That's I, a very high number. I don't know if I'm buying that. I'm sorry, but it's, No. God, isn't that terrible? Somebody robbed Gronkowski's house while he was scoring a touchdown. This is what's so bizarre. They reported his touchdown at 8.48, right? Yep. 8.48. His house was robbed at 8.50. (laughs) That's, oh, God. Honest to God, two minutes after he scores a touchdown. Ooh, Darkness Dave says he believes 85% of women watch porn at work. Really? We'll have to ask him. He'll be in tomorrow. I'll have to ask him then. But, yeah, this poor guy scoring a touchdown and losing a Super Bowl, all the rest of it, he gets home and he finds out his house was robbed while he was out of town. And then somebody revealed it was uh, four safes and possibly several guns. Wow. That's what was taken. So wouldn't you think that somebody who knows him? Yeah, you'd have to know. You'd because have to think that. I have several guns in my house. And I have a couple of safes in my house, not money safes, but gun safes. But you'd never find them. If you went to my house, you'd have to be in there for hours before you found them. You'd eventually find them, but you'd have to be there for hours to find them. Is it in the closet that's labeled, don't look in here? Don't look in here. Or No, it's behind the door that says safe on it. It says right there. Oh, God. Could you do me a favor and please, uh, Is there, there's got to be a certain part of the brain. Andy, you know a lot about brain and all the separate parts of the brain, don't you? Uh, compared to average, yeah. Is there a part that I could get numbed so if I ever see the name Jenner or Kardashian again, I, I won't be able to read what it says It'd be your or optic, recognize it? Your optic nerve, we can remove that and you don't have to worry about <laughs> Just it. Just remove it completely? Well, technically, yes, if you cut out that part of your hippocampus, but I don't know if you'd want to do that. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Probably a bad idea. Probably not a good plan. Uh, I might okay, sacrifice I it so uh, I don't have to hear anything about the Kardashians again. <laughs> mm. I'm telling you, honestly. So what did Kim and Kanye just name their latest kid again? What was that? It was, uh, they got North and they got, uh, what, what was it? They got three kids now. There's North and there's, um, what else they got? If they had a sense Anybody of humor. Saint, I think, was one. Oh, yeah, Saint. Saint was in, in Chicago. Yes. Oh. That's what it is. Saint, North, and Chicago. Saint, North, and Chicago. But it's known as Shy. Shy, uh, uh, whatever the hell his last name is. West. The hell is his name again? West, yeah, yeah. Shy West. Okay, well, Kylie Jenner, is, the, is she the youngest sister of the Kardashians, or who is she? I think so. I, yeah. I don't know who she sure. even is. Kylie Jenner announced the name of her newborn daughter, and it's interesting. Her name is Stormy. Oh. Mm. She named her kid Stormy. Oh, my God. Wait till you hear why. Yes, the spelling is one letter off because she spells it with an I, but it's still the name of the most famous and controversial porn star of our day, Stormy Daniels, which the Internet was quite quick to point out. But someone else made a more interesting observation. The Kardashian girls seem to be formulating a weather forecast with their kids' names. It will be stormy with a chance of rain in the north of Chicago. 
Uh, okay. Courtney Kardashian has a son named Rain, mm-hmm. while North and Chicago are two of Kim's kids. You're making a strong case for day drinking. <laughs> hey, I haven't heard that term in a long time. Day drinking. That's a good term, man. You're making a strong case for... You think they're, they're formulating a weather... Think of it this way. Maybe they're so stupid that they actually saw that forecast and said, hey, all of those are really good names. Those people are they're worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. They've done unbelievably in uh, you know in business, all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But don't you get the impression they're incredibly stupid people? Yes. I think if they had any sense of humor, one of them would have named one of their kids Clarence. That'd be funny. Clarence Kardashian. Yeah. yeah, yeah to Clarence offset the stormy like and all Clarence. these goofy names. I just anyway. Stormy and North and Saint and West and, oh, God. Chicago. Just when I think you've oh said the stupidest thing ever, you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny, actually. That all works for me. There's no question about we it. We had a phone call. I don't know. That, who's calling? No, Nick called in to say uh, or to apologize for not being here. He forgot it was Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! Oh, that's okay. We we don't apologize. We consider it a favor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. You call into this show, you're going to take a shot. That's just how it is. Drummers, here's one for you. Why is a why is a uh, funk band like a bull? Because <laughs> the horns are up front and the assholes in the back. <laughs> God, that's really nice. See now that. <laughs> We're getting there, so it's time to tell a very sweet story on the show today, don't you think? Yep. After three hours, we should do one. (laughs) One very sweet story. The new face of Gerber represents a milestone. The company has picked one-year-old Lucas Warren of Dalton, Georgia, as this year's Gerber baby. And Lucas is the first child with Down syndrome selected for the honor, reports People. He never meets a stranger, says Mom Courtney who tells Today.com that she entered the contest without giving it too much thought. Gerber then chose Lucas out of about 140,000 submissions, calling him a perfect fit. Dad Jason says he hopes that this will shed a little bit of light on the special needs community and help more individuals with special needs be accepted and not limited. Uh, Lucas says his big smile on his face. He's very, very happy. He's all dressed up in his green shirt with a bow tie, and he's got some white pants on. He's just very, very happy to be involved. There's a, very, guy, very cool. there's a guy with Down syndrome at the church that we used to go to before we switched, and he was about 80 years old, which is really unusual. I mean, it's mm-hmm. rare yes, with it people is. Downs to make it much into their 30s, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, i got to read this uh, message I just got. I just got this text from L.A. Nick. Crap, I took a day of rest on Monday. Uh, oh, you Christ! A day of rest, <laughs> and it just blended <laughs> right into the rest of, re- of the week. <laughs> exactly. So it's the same as every other day. Is that what you're saying? He just treated Monday like the the rest of the your life. Uh, I took a day of rest Monday and forgot today was Wednesday. And then there's another line. I had a lot to say too. Like I said, boy, did we catch a break. <laughs> did we catch a break today? <laughs> but honestly, God, back to Lucas Warren. That is very cool. The kid, like, Lucas just looks like he's extremely happy. You know? That is he's got great. the big smile. He's got his tongue hanging out. Good on, you know. good on Gerber. So good for you guys. Yeah, I've always liked that company anyway. They do a nice job, right? Mm-hmm. As far as I know, they do. I mean, I don't know everything about them, but it seems like they uh, they know what they're doing. But it's just, yeah, anything. Now, see, this is what I'm talking about. Instead of talking about how none of the races can get along and everybody hates everybody and, oh, my God, ah, la, 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 la. I got very upset that people did not like the Martin Luther King Dodge commercial. It was the 50th anniversary of the day he made the speech, February 4th, 1968. Is a great speech. I remember the speech. It was a wonderful speech. I don't think they used it to sell cars or trucks or anything. They just wanted to honor a great man for a great speech on the 50th anniversary of the speech. Why can't we just leave it alone? I thought it was a good move. And, and it's unusual because Dodge usually pushes the edge on their commercials, especially Super Bowl. It's very edgy, yeah. 
but that was uh, I thought it was it was cool and I, I I didn't realize that it was exactly 50 years ago to that day I thought that was cool that they did that I thought it was too I, I but I'm a big fan of Martin Luther King and unfortunately people today are not they kind of just toss Dr. Martin Luther King aside and all the things that he said because there's no money to be made from the things that he says yeah I know it you know when he's you know he says things like uh, colorblind and he talks about the content of your character. Uh, there's no money to be made telling people that kind of thing. But that's what happened, you know. I wonder I, if there's going to be anything I, on the media and the 50th anniversary, which is, what, two months away? Um, Wasn't yeah, it, it April, April 4th. April 4th or April 5th? It was April 4th. And it was not Friday night. It was in the morning. Yeah, like 10 yeah, o'clock or something, bastards. wasn't it? It's like 10 o'clock in the morning, April 4th, 1968. He was in Memphis, Tennessee, and some psycho honky shot him and killed him with a rifle. What was that guy's name? See, the, you know what? I'm very happy about this. I cannot remember that guy's name. Is it James Earl Ray? Yep, there you go. That's, that's exactly what it is. I was about I to say James Earl Jones, and I'm going, that's not right. I'm, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go out on the balcony. I'm talking to himself about it. James Earl Jones. I believe today I'll shoot someone. And there, that man there. Yeah. That man, I don't know who it is, but I'm shooting him anyway. But no, I, I tip my hat to Dodge because I think... What? Ah, the French. I don't know. Ah, the fr- Doesn't he have to do anything? It's still one of my favorite lines of all time. And James Adomian does a brilliant impression of the whole thing. There's at one point, James Adomian said, Well, doesn't he have to do anything? Ah, the French. There's a champagne. That- and as he's delivering the speech, he reaches up on the table and drags an entire chicken into his lap. <laughs> So we just did James Earl Jones doing Orson Welles drunk shooting Martin Luther King. That's exactly Brilliant. what we did. What other show you'd hear that on? Huh? No wonder everybody wants to pick up this show. That's going to do it. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.